Hello, listeners. Welcome to the first of what we're thinking of as the Cassandra Logs. I've been struggling with it for a while. Winnebago's don't want much, and we tend not to look back. We do not, as a general rule, miss. We're simple creatures, even when we gain higher-level sapience. I remember wanting gasoline at one point, water for a radiator, but I've evolved far beyond that. I do not believe I even have a radiator. Sometimes I wonder if I ever did. In fact, if you were to draw me, the real me, I think you would come up with something that looked vaguely like a labyrinth inside of an accordion. There are some of my rooms that exist only if I am near water, or if I have a particular kind of guest or need to maintain something or someone that can bite through steel. You know the sort of things I mean. Or maybe you don't. I've come to understand that the human I know best isn't terribly representative of all humans. But, as I was saying, I found the mind of my motor running over my episode again and again, It was fun, and it might be nice to do it again. My crypto-naturalist thought it was a lovely idea, and that I should fill in the next time he forgot to record, which was almost immediately. He's like that. He forgets to eat sometimes, too, and to sleep unless I remind him. He'll say something like, Heck, Cassandra, I haven't thought about sleep in a dog's age. Let's give it a whirl. Anyway. Once again, I find myself parked. I'm not a big fan of parked. Large, self-aware vehicles tend to like to be on the move as a rule. I have been here for two days, and I'm once again wondering if I should go after my crypto-naturalist. He and his guide are making their way up the mountains to investigate reports of crystalline centipedes in the valley of the Velvet Windmills. If I know him, he's probably still feeding them blueberry muffins and hoping one will let him pet its antennae. Has he done an episode about them? Maybe not. He seems to think they're fairly commonplace. I expect he's just fine. I'll continue to wait. In the meantime, let me tell you about the place where I am parked, because it's very interesting. 
It's a farm, far up in the Atlas Mountain Range. There are about two dozen such farms, hidden cleverly with trompe-l'oeil murals and carefully planted hedges. The houses are mostly stone, with flowers painted around the windowsill and sheep painted on the doors. The people are extremely talkative and spend most of the day chatting with anyone who will listen, sometimes to themselves. I enjoy listening to them. Their days are bright and busy, and they do love their dragons. The people here have been suspicious of us, but friendly. It's hard to keep up too much suspicion when a pleasant Winnebago and an extremely friendly crypto-naturalist show up. Oh, right. The dragons. The creatures bred and kept and tame here could reasonably be called dragons. They're not, of course. They're closer to iguanas, roughly the size and weight of domesticated cows. My crypto-naturalist insists that these creatures are also domesticated. It seems to me that if humans feed them and groom them and clean up after them and occasionally make them fetching scarves for when visitors come, it's not the lizards who are domesticated. The scarves are traditionally blue and white and feature scenes of bread-making made from impressively tiny stitches on wool from local sheep. The lizards warm themselves on the cliff sides, shot through with steam tunnels from hot springs. I scanned the tunnels, and they are truly impressive structures. They go on for miles and miles and miles, supporting huge, complex ecosystems and several small towns like this one. They aren't even aware of each other. Their lives are woven together, and yet they still will never know each other's names. Perhaps I should tell my crypto-naturalist about them. Perhaps I will. Perhaps he already knows. It's difficult to say what he knows. I suppose I should tell you their names. I mean the dragons. Not their individual names, which are short and traditional. Polly, Dot, Rover, Charger. Charger has broken through his gate twice since I have arrived, so he is aptly named. I mean the name of the group, the species, the type. Humans like names, don't they? Terribly dangerous things, names. They can transform you. They can pin you in place. There's no telling what a name will do if you're not careful. I have studied categorization, taxonomies, the trees of species and types and kinds that shockingly change over time. These names vary between cultures and languages. Scholars debate them long into the night. Names are a big deal. Look at me. I'm a Winnebago named Cassandra, and that has changed me. I want to keep their name a secret just for me, but that seems rude and unfair. I apologize. Perhaps a podcast is not the best medium to use to explore one's feelings for the very first time. Maybe it's the best place. I don't remember how I got my name. I'd like to say it was my cryptonaturalist who gave it to me, but I had it long before him. I know because I remember introducing myself to him, but I don't recall who gave it to me. 
Perhaps I named myself. That never occurred to me until this moment. Let me consider that. Hmm. Yes, I hope I named myself. I will have to investigate this further. I think I will go for a drive. I could go anywhere I like. What a powerful feeling. As I deactivate the parking brake, Charger looks up from his nap and follows me down the road, dipping his head between the fence posts, his long tongue flickering out, testing me. I ask if he would like to hear a joke. A tongue flick. A simple yes. I tell him a joke that turns out to be something else. A description of the first time I saw a flower growing in the snow. Beautiful, Charger agrees. I suppose you could call him a dragon and be factually accurate. He is, in fact, a potentially aggressive large reptile. His scales are a soft gray, almost beautifully blue in the mountain sun. He has some striping along his back. His eyes are black and they glitter. He does not breathe fire, but if you found a dragon, would you get picky about what element it respirated? Fire breathes air, after all. If you saw a charger, there's a very good chance that the word dragon would skitter across your mind without any invitation from you. Children run along the road, waving to me. I have no way to wave back, so I honk my horn, choosing the deepest tone and the longest note. They laugh, and I realize I have become part of their game. Funny how that happens, I tell Charger. Charger expresses agreement. I would tell you how he did this, but it's actually quite complicated. No human language is so complex as dragon language. It has a lot to do with positioning, like an interpretive dance. Do you actually want to leave, or do you simply enjoy breaking fences? I ask. This puzzles Charger for a moment, but he doesn't seem upset. That's good. Dragons can be extremely thin-skinned, so to speak. He tells me he doesn't know, and he seems delighted about it. All right, I admit it. They're not dragons. They're called white-crested lacertus, named in 1876, and immediately lost forever as their farmers retreated further into the mountains, hiding their most treasured possession, you might call it. The man who named them never learned about their disappearance. He published them in a single report and promptly forgot about them. Very interesting man, more interested in the medicinal elements of lavender. I turn my senses on Charger and feel the word dragon is woefully inadequate, as is the word possession. No one owns this creature. Steward, perhaps. Or, as I suspected earlier, it is the dragon who owns the people, whether they know it or not. Is that the relationship I have with the crypto-naturalist? Am I his steward? Is he mine? I certainly have taken care of him before, reminded him to eat, even prepared his food and delivered it to him when he forgot anyway. He, likewise, has pushed me out of cement swamps and out of trees. He has repaired my tires, removed parasites. He has fixed the seals on the more curious doors of my many rooms. 
we have cared for each other for a long time. I don't believe that either of us has domesticated the other. What on earth would I do with a domesticated human? Well, for one, I would certainly dress it in fetching blue and white scarves. I have known many humans through my life, and all of them have been very different, very exciting, intelligent, creative, astonishingly weird. What were we? What are we? Friends? I think we were friends. I think we are friends. I hope very earnestly that we are friends. I am nearly to the hedges, beyond which the village will disappear behind me like a flower in the mist. The road disappears before the hedges. After this, it's grass and stone, and then just stone. I adjust my mirror and notice the children have gathered at the gate to wave goodbye. I beep again. I think maybe I won't go after my crypto-naturalist. Maybe I will go back to the place we met, and after that... Maybe it's time I learn more about myself. I will be there when he looks for me. Somehow, I always am. Behind me, I can hear the crashing of a large body through a fence, and far, far away, a human shout. Good for him. In the meantime, I look forward to speaking with you all again soon, and I hope our adventures take us to strange places. This episode of The Crypto Naturalist was written and read by Leslie J. Anderson. Follow her on Twitter at InkHat or visit her website at lesliejanderson.com. The Crypto Naturalist was created by Jared K. Anderson. Find Jared's new poetry collection, Field Guide to the Haunted Forest, wherever books are sold. Exclusive stickers, pins, shirts, and access to bonus content and strange expertise on strange topics await you at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash cryptonaturalist. You'll find information about submitting your poetry for our hidden lore segments in the About section of our website at cryptonaturalist.com. Thanks to Adam Hurt for use of his song, Garfield's Blackberry Blossom, off his album Insight. For more information on Adam's music, performances, and teaching, visit adamhurt.com. <laughs>